Mobile business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are trading at a record. The dollar is strengthening. Treasuries are tumbling as investors pile into riskier assets after Hurricane Irma raked, uh, caused less damage than forecast, and North Korea failed to exacerbate tensions. S&P up 26, a gain there of 1.1% to 2487. Dow Industrials up 262 points. That is a gain of 1.2%. NASDAQ up 72 up 1.1%. The 10-year down 21.30 seconds, yield 2.13%. Gold down 17.10 the ounce to 13.30, down 1.3%. West Texas Intermediate Crude up 54 cents a barrel to 48.01. That's a gain of 1.1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. While some may have questioned the strategy, saying it was more about headlines and bottom lines, Amazon.com slashing some prices at Whole Foods, well, it actually brought in more and more shoppers. Here to explain, Craig Giamona, consumer reporter at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. I do think everybody was like, wow, this is a great headline, right? I mean, all the news outlets covered it. Um, tell us the impact, though, that Amazon's lowering a bunch of prices at Whole Foods, what, it, what it's really had for the company. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no question that this... Um... Um, there's no question that this got a ton of media attention. Everybody wrote the story. It was the last week of August, right before right. Labor Day. So press release comes out Thursday saying we're taking over the company officially Monday and we're going to cut prices on these items. There was some buzzy stuff in there, you know, Fuji, apples, avocados, and then... Lo and behold, there was a huge jump in customer traffic that Monday and Tuesday compared to the same Monday and Tuesday a week earlier. So small snapshot, just two days, but basically 25% jump in customer traffic. So that's nice. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Any retailer would take that. Do we know that those, we do not know that those people bought things? We know that they went to the store. They were curious, but look, it's a grocery store. You know, I don't know what, how exactly to handicap it, but I would bet that a decent number of those people bought something. I mean, you don't go to the grocery store and not buy something. Right. In general, you don't. I mean, do I think that people, again, these these brands, you got to think about Whole Foods and Amazon. Those are two of the biggest consumer brands, most well-known brands probably in the country, and they resonate with people. So there was a curiosity effect here, but this is showing, I think, how powerful this partnership could be. Well, but we got to see what happens, right? I mean, Whole yep. Foods is still Whole Foods in terms of its overall pricing. No question. And what's funny about this was this was kind of a retail 101 move. You know, like any standard grocery store, you send out your flyer and you say 99 cent ground beef this week. And your hope is you get people into the store and then they buy everything else. And that's how you build the basket. So this obviously worked. You know, Bezo, a lot of people are interested in this story. Bezos decides to put out this press release and the people showed up. Well, what will happen over time is do those people go back? And do they start shifting their shopping patterns? Are they buying more food online because it's easy now through Prime? And also, how do they feel long-term about the value perception at Whole Foods? Because it's still known as Whole Paycheck. It's still viewed as too expensive. And, you know, price cuts on 15 items aren't going to change that. But but is it? I mean, that's the question. Is that, You know, one of the things I took note of when the deal was announced is that companies like Kroger have, have you know, 4% operating margins, and, and Whole Foods had a, a higher than that operating margin. And uh, Amazon has two uh, percent or less most quarters, and so they could they could 
quite legitimately cut the prices and and bring it in line with their business model here and get rid of that uh, that uh, stigma of whole paycheck. That's right, and I think that's why anytime there's news about this, you see Kroger's uh, stock take a big hit. There's certainly a thought. I've talked to somebody from Bain and Company that said. If Bezos was willing to run this basically margin neutral, take those margins down to zero, that he could cut prices across the board by 15%. So it's really a question of how they look at this. Are they going to do sort of the book model where they're willing to kind of take losses to build market share? And I think that's what has people in the grocery industry so freaked out, to be honest, is that there's no way to know kind of what a company with this power is going to do. And if they're really going to play tough on margins, it's going to be trouble for everybody else. I mean, nobody doubts that it's a great brand, right? It's a really respected um, brand in the grocery uh, industry. But they were, you know, they were trendsetters, right, Craig, in terms of yes. the organic, the, you know, really going after kind of quality of food. You now go to your regular grocery store and there's a lot of organic options and there's a lot of healthier or whatever, you know, options that you would normally include with, for, you know, at Whole Foods, but you can get it elsewhere. Yeah, no question. And that's why we're having this conversation because, the, you know, they essentially helped create the market for organic food in this country. They made more and more people, quote unquote, foodies and brought mm-hmm. attention to antibiotics and chicken and things like that. Walmart and Kroger watched that and said, we can do that too, and we can do it at better prices. That's a big, big part of the reason why Whole Foods got into trouble. There was a time when you could only get that stuff there. That advantage was taken away. So the market has caught up, but I think now you still have the powerful brand, and then you get into some of the retail and data prowess that Amazon brings to the table. And I think that's why people are so interested in the possibilities here because, you know, Whole Foods got into trouble because they didn't do some operational things. They had sort of let that slip, and it just seems like if you install that discipline at a company that has a very strong brand, you're going to have a formidable uh, competitor once again. And also worth noting that, uh, that uh, you know, we've got another story in the Bloomberg Terminal today that's pointing out that their, their online sales of groceries uh, went through the roof. That's right. And the big thing there was they took the Whole Foods 365 brand, which is their house brand. They put that stuff online and boom, that stuff is selling out. So the overlap between the prime customer and the Whole Foods customer was already there. I think that's why this made a lot of sense for, uh, you know, for Bezos and company at Amazon. And, You know, there's been this idea that people aren't going to buy food online. Well, that is slowly eroding. I mean, fresh stuff, when you talk about meat and produce, that's maybe a different animal. We'll see how that goes. But no question that sort of snack bars and granola, cereal, that kind of stuff is just going to be, you know, more and more of that is going to be delivered. And who better to do that than Amazon Whole Foods? So how much of this is go, you know, like delivery in these major cities, right? It makes sense. I do it. A lot of people I know do it. Um, But when you get to the middle of America, is it going to play as much? Still very tricky economically. You know, no one has really cracked the code and how to do that profitably. I mean, there's a company, Peapod, that is a, a deliver, grocery deliverer. It takes them several years in a market to become profitable. And you're right. You know, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, you could roll up a truck and hit a bunch of apartments, right? So that makes sense. You start getting into delivering one thing to one house in Nebraska, which is what Amazon does. Very, very different model. So long, long road ahead here. I don't think we're not trying to say that this is done and that the rest of the grocery industry is, you know, is cooked. But it's watching some of the early days here. It's been, you know, I think very interesting what this partnership has done. Can I just ask, you said, you know, that they brought 25% jump in shoppers. So this is the data that Amazon has chosen to release? No, even? this, so we got this from Foursquare. Ah, okay. So Foursquare, you know, they have uh, location services. So we, we asked them. I, I was curious. I went to them and said, hey, do you have any sense of what the traffic was? They crunched the numbers and came back with this. Okay, cute. All right. I was curious if Amazon was just releasing certain data points. Right. No, this was, this was third party. So I do think some, you know, and we've seen other studies that kind of jive with this too. Again, these people, we don't know what they bought. We don't know how much they bought. Maybe they bought one apple, one avocado, but they showed up at the stores. And they may show up again. That's right. 
All right. Good stuff. Craig, thank you. Thank you. Craig Giamona, consumer reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser, along with my co-host, Corey Johnson. We'll get a check on uh, your top business stories and look at trading right here on Bloomberg Radio. Yep.